Welcome to episode number 326, Coaching Genesis. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe Heck and James Coaching Genesis. In this episode, we have special guest James Richardson. We cover topics that range from running an online platform, small business, blogging, sales, coaching, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Ben Sweetland and Zig Ziglar. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. Drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, we have quotes from Ben Sweetland. Wow. There's a book that he wrote titled, I Will. I highly, highly, highly recommend that. Just, I just read his name, Ben Sweetland. If it's the same Ben Sweetland, which I'm 9,000% sure it is. Uh, there's a book titled, I Will. Uh, check that out. So anyway, jumping right into it. James, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's good to be back. This is fantastic. Um, all right, so James, we had you featured on episode 167 and 288, and here we are, 326. Uh, we're coming in with a different material, right? Yep. Coming in at a whole other angle. Um, so, but for those who do not, who did not have a chance yet to listen to the episode 167 and 288, uh, and don't know who you are, let us know. Sure. Uh, so my name is James Richardson. I'm uh, local here in Bristol Borough. Uh, I was here before for some work that I do in the, uh, the social work arena. I run a nonprofit locally called The Way Home. Mm -hmm. Uh, we provide housing for formerly homeless men. And uh, so we were here twice for that. Yeah. Uh, and today I'm here to talk about something new. Uh, we're here to talk about the Coaching Genesis, which is an online platform uh, that I am currently uh, launching to work in the sales arena as a, uh, a coach. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into more content about exactly what that means and what that looks like here in a little bit. All right. So we had a conversation prior to uh, starting this tonight. Um, and we were talking about uh, your pastor who um, created these platforms and, and, and it was based out of need. Is that, is that sort of where this all started and you got inspired from him? Or how did, how did, how did this even get started? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, well, I got to throw it back to you guys first. Yes. Uh, so I've been a guest on here twice. Yeah. I had so much fun both times that I was here. And every time I left, I went... Man, I want to do this every week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. But my life wasn't set up to a point where I could do that. Sure. Um, so I guess to answer that question, I kind of have to give a little bit of a backdrop here as to what my life has looked like over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but I've been working in the insurance business uh, since October of 2020. And uh, I launched my own business there. And it was great. Uh, but I got to a, a point of stagnation where I really needed to reinvest in the business to grow it. Yeah. And the goal was to do that. So my wife went back to work. And uh, about a month after she went back to work, we found out that she was pregnant. Wow. And uh, that meant we had to you know, do a big uh, 180 there and figure something else out. Yeah. Uh, so I took another job. I took a day job uh, to be able to reinvest in the business. And you know, we, we actually now have had that fourth child. Uh, my son Titus was born about a month ago, um, and Titus, so I love that dealing, name. yeah, right. That's a good very one. Very good it's name. Very strong. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I joke with her that you know Titus is a Roman name, yeah. and my wife's Italian, and yeah. I always tell her that he's the most <laughs> Italian in the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with so, the name Titus, I don't think anyone's going to say anything. No, no, no yeah, <laughs> not at all. At not all. at all. I love that. So, um, so he's here now. Yeah. And life is crazy. We now have four kids at home. Wow. And uh, I have a, an insurance business and I, I work full time in the security industry. And so now I got to a point where there wasn't a lot of extra money to reinvest yeah. in the business. An extra mouth to feed is always going to be tough. Yeah. And I knew that the pastor of my church has been doing online platform stuff for a while. So yeah. uh, I had to sit down with him and I really just wanted to know... Do you have any tips for me as a fellow entrepreneur 
how do you go from stagnation to vibrancy again? Because that was the goal. It's nice. not like the business wasn't good. It was great. Yeah. And then, you know, it got sidetracked a little yeah. bit. And, uh, and his answer to me was, I don't know about all the intricacies of the insurance business, but what I can tell you is you have the, the skill set and you have the desire to coach. And so consultation is really lucrative and you probably could set something up where you can coach new salespeople or people that kind of hit burnout yeah. uh, to get things going again. And uh, I said, you know what? I've always been a coach. I used to coach college basketball and baseball. I love that. I coach Little League here in Bristol now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have always loved training in the, the sales field. And uh, I said, yeah, maybe we're on to something here. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll give a little shout out there uh, to John Stanji, who's the, the pastor of Core Creek Community Church. And his platform, uh, Platform Launchers, uh, is really what uh, got me into this now. Uh, and so I've been... Uh, working on putting this platform together for a, about two months now yeah. uh, and really building some good traction. Uh, and, you know, this is it's very organic. This is yeah. who I am. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like it's hard to create the content here. Yeah. I'm just sharing what I've learned over the last decade in sales. I love that. All right. So talk a little bit about how you came up with the name Coaching Genesis. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. My wife asked me this, too. And uh and she was kind of surprised by, by the name when I came up with it. Um, so Genesis means beginning. Yeah. And my whole vision behind this uh, is to create a platform where there's consultative services available to new salespeople. Yeah. And uh, so if you, you look at what's out there uh, as far as online sales training goes, it's always geared to people who have been in the business for a while. Mm. Nobody spends time teaching the basics of sales to new salespeople because new salespeople don't have the money power to pay for consultation, right? So people don't want to waste their time, or that's the opinion anyway, to waste their time teaching the basics when you could spend, you know, or, or earn bigger money working with veterans. Uh, and so I thought. I had wished that when I first got into sales, something like this existed yeah. that was affordable, that was an option to, to learn from outside of your management circle. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know, my background originally was in auto sales. And one of the things that's common across a lot of dealerships today is the training is really bad. Mm. Now, I came from a company with a training um, mentality. And so training was really big and I was the, one of the top trainers in my dealership uh, in several of the dealerships I worked at. So it was a culture that I have tried to replicate since and, and have replicated in the insurance business as well. Uh, but that's two fields. I've made an impact in auto sales. I've made an impact in the insurance field. But sales at the 101 level is the same regardless of what you're selling. And so if, if I can make an impact on people that causes that ripple effect that, you know, any of us that do this to help uh, the population out there uh, really are always striving for that. And, uh, and so that's, that's the goal here is the, the genesis of the ripple effect, uh, the genesis of my coaching business, and hopefully in turn the genesis of some great careers for other people. So when you look at the logo, uh, it's the coaching genesis uh, where careers begin. Mm. And that's the idea is that we're going to provide a platform for new people to be able to build traction early, get those wins early, and develop a long career in, in sales in whatever industry that they're in. I love that. That's and I like awesome. that you said um, getting wins early. Yeah. Because that is that is so significant and important to um, the foundation of the length or the longevity of your career because yeah. a lot of times naturally we're hit with hurdles or challenges mm -hmm. because that's just part of the process, right? right? But if you can get a couple little baby wins here and there, the confidence, you're like, yeah, today wasn't the way I thought it was going to go or I lost a sale or I didn't close it. However, 
let's remember last week when I did right. I did get you know the baby win where I collected five contacts of potential you know uh, yeah. customers so whatever whatever the yeah, goal yeah. is absolutely um, and so speak speak a little bit to yeah that. yeah so um, I'll I'll drop a book here too yeah uh, John Maxwell mm-hmm. wrote a book called Failing Forward yeah and I love that concept yeah. um, and it it goes along with the idea of creating wins so. Um, if I fail at something, I can look at that as a negative and I can go home and I can cry in my ice cream and go to bed and be miserable, yeah. right? Or I can look at the lesson that I learned and take a win from it. Mm. I can, you know, if I'm a car salesman, I'm a new car salesman and uh, I get a customer on the lot and I walk them through the process and they say, I got to think about it and I can't get a manager to help turn it over. It's just, it's done. I can say, I failed, they didn't buy a car. Or I can say, hey, I won. That person let me get all the way through the whole process, my mm. whole sales process. And so really it's a, the idea of early wins is more of a turning uh, our, our mentality on what it means to win. Uh, because a, a win doesn't necessarily mean a sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a win can be equated to closing, right? And so by definition in the sales world, closing is anything that I do or say that moves me a step closer to the sale. So every one of those things in that process is a win. Gotcha. And so the coaching side of this is training the brain to recognize those things as wins. And then that creates a winning culture inside my own brain that then gets translated to confidence and confidence is key in sales. So. Uh, wins, you're, you're a spot on. Wins are really, really important there. And the earlier you can get them and the earlier you can change your mentality, uh, the better that is in the long run for your career. I love that. So talk a little bit about your potential clientele. Yeah. And what, like, who is this for? Is this absolutely someone who has never sold a thing in their life all the way through maybe you know, someone who's actually launching their career for the first time, but had some sales experience on the back end. Like who, who's the ideal customer here? Well, so that's the greatest part about this. The yeah. ideal customer is the one who wants a change. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we can look at, that's why I love this word Genesis. Yeah. Because Genesis is the beginning of anything, right? Yeah. So you could be a 20 year uh, veteran salesperson who has stagnated mm-hmm. and be looking for a change. And your genesis, your new beginning is that day that you say, me, I'm the guy that this is for, right? Or you could be that brand new salesperson that you just mentioned that is just completely lost in the sauce, has no idea what they're doing and is afraid to ask people that they work with because they don't want to ask a stupid question or they don't want to come across as somebody who's needy or they don't know. And you know, that, that is a, a mentality that is sometimes created by poor management, and we all know that that's out there, yeah. but sometimes that's created in the construct of a salesperson's own mind that if I ask this question, I'm not gonna come across as somebody that can be successful here and I want my manager to see me in the best light. And so if that's you, and you are afraid to ask questions there, I'm the safe space for you to come to and ask questions. Um, but you know, it, it can be anybody in, any field of sales that says, I need a little bit of help here, I need, a, I need a restart, or I need some motivation, or I'm struggling with this particular issue and I need to know some pointers to how to get around that. And so anybody who's looking for a genesis, that's my, that's my clientele. You know, that's really refreshing because a lot of times when you talk about the stagnation, um, a lot of times we think it's over. Yeah. Like, that's it, it's yeah. over, <clears throat> it's a wrap. Right. They're this good. We we actually were just talking about mm. um, redefining what this podcast is. Yeah. And obviously maintaining the rotated views uh, name and and everything like that. But what we're bringing to the table, as we mentioned, is a challenge. Yeah. And in the challenge, it's almost a forced way of discussing very important topics, personal growth, yeah. uh, challenging ourselves, pushing ourselves, creating good habits, replacing the bad habits with good ones. Um, and when you think about that, this it's it's like refreshing to think the gen like I can start at any point that I choose to, right? Yeah. And so that's that's placing that thought that 
the, the, the very positive, um, it's very inspiring. Yeah. And, it, and it triggers something in the mind that it's okay to be, it, it's okay that I was stagnant. It's okay that I didn't develop mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. results that I initially wanted because today's a new day and I can start. Yeah. Yeah. I can start. Absolutely. So explain to us a little bit about the importance, um, if they do or don't, but is there an importance of a client having a vision and a strategy for success in their sales career? So that's a great question, Jimmy. Um, I think that a vision is really um, critical. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that somebody has to have their vision locked in to come to me and look for help. Because Understood. sometimes that's where people need the help. Sometimes people have all the skills in the world, but they don't know their why. They don't know what they're shooting for. And sometimes it takes somebody just to sit down and ask you questions to help to develop pull that, that out yeah, to say sure. that's it that's, that's why i'm it. doing this that's love what that. i want to change i love that that's how i want to impact the world and and that's who i'm looking for i'm not looking for somebody who just wants to come in and do okay in sales yeah and and honestly nobody who just wants to do okay in sales is going to invest in themselves right, anyway right right, right, right they're right. just going to do what they do naturally and that's okay yeah. uh, and there are those people out there and they serve a purpose um, but I'm looking for the, you know, the more entrepreneurial minded people uh, who maybe aren't doing something on their own, but want to have that kind of an impact uh, where they are selling. I love that. So it's, it's the concept of when we talk about, um, you know, seeking God is come as you are. Right. And Absolutely. then together in a consultative yeah. way, we'll figure out what's needed. Right? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yep. this is where I am. This is who I am. This is what I have. I want to change. This right. is my genesis. It's discipleship. Yes. Right. And yeah. so, you know, and that's a word uh, that is too much associated with faith and with the church. Yeah. But it has a definition outside of that as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, you think about the ancient world and the, the philosophers of the day had disciples, right? So what did that mean? That meant that I'm following this person because I want to gain from them uh, the, the insight that they have. And I want to learn from them. I want to sit under them. And essentially, that's what students are, right? They're yeah. disciples of their professors, their teachers. Yeah. Uh, and that's what athletes should be as well. Yeah. Athletes that are coached well should be disciples of their coaches. Mm. And, uh, and so that's that's kind of the, the construct here is more of that discipleship type of a, a construct where it's, you know, come and, and learn from me, but walk with me in this. Yeah. You know, I, I want to teach you what I've learned, but we're in this together. So I want to talk a little bit. We, we talked about vision. I want to get I want to get back to that yeah. really quick. Vision and action. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> So I think I was in fifth grade, sixth grade. We, we had a trip, like a class trip planned to Hershey Park. And they showed us the price of what it would cost. I think it was like, I don't know, 100 something bucks. With everything, it was like your ticket, your transportation, your uh -huh. lunch. Each kid was like 100, I think. It was like 125 bucks, let's just say, total. Um, it could have been half that. I don't know why 125 is this, popping in my head. Anyway, um, and it's either you, you know, your, you, your parents can cut a check or you can sell the box of candy right. at a dollar a pop and whatever. So obviously I thought about it and I was like, man, I really want to go to Hershey Park. That'd be mm -hmm. awesome. Not only go to Hershey Park, because I've gone to theme parks and stuff with my family, but this was the first time I was going to do it with friends. Yeah. Like, know, we're talking about the 90s. You know right. what I mean? It was like, cool. We get to do this. This pre-cell phone, pre-internet, yeah. uh, you know. Maybe the internet was just getting started, but we never really, we didn't use it like that. Um, so I had a vision and I was envisioning myself on these roller coaster rides, uh -huh. eating chocolate, having the time of my life, traveling with my friends, having this, you know, awesome experience. Um, and then the action had to take place because now it was going to be up to me. Right. And I remember my mom clearly saying, if you want to go, you're going to have to sell the candy. So yeah. I'm not cutting a check right there. So I said, all right, fair enough. And so I was extremely, I had a goal, so I had the vision, and I was motivated. Um, I had no, truly no previous experience in sales. I did, but I didn't. I sold stuff with my dad at flea markets. Okay. But this was totally different. This is like door-to-door -door type deal. Yeah, yeah. And the action was I got a box of candy, and I legitimately went to every single door in the neighborhood till the box was cleared out. And I, had, and I did this between a very specific time frame. It was right after school. 
So it was around three o'clock to five o'clock before my parents even got home. So for two hours, I wouldn't come home till the box was cleared. I did this for five days straight. Sold wow. five, five, basically 500 pieces of candy. Um, and so I had a very clear thing. If you would have asked me the following day or the following week, let's just say, hey, uh, you want to go sell some candy for us? I'm like, for what? Right. Yeah, just to make money. I wouldn't have done it. Right. The vision was over. Yeah. It was, yeah. That was it. And, yeah. and so it was very important. I was locked in. I knew exactly what I wanted. Yep. Now as an adult, it's easier because, yeah, right. I got bills to pay exactly. and I got people yeah. to sure, feed. Yeah. You know, very different. But at, for a kid, yep. my motivation was totally different. Yeah. It was like, or maybe, you know, whatever. My goal was like, I want to have this experience, so I am going to hustle my, my butt off mm -hmm. to get that. What, right. what are your thoughts on that? So, so you said the right word there, right? Yeah. You said the word goal. Yeah. And so goals are really important. Goals drive vision. Yeah. And goals have to be broken down to, to alleviate the issue of that happening, right? So you have to have your short-term goal, which in your case was, I got to sell five boxes of candy in yeah. a week. Yeah. Uh, but then you've got to have that long-term goal. You've got to have a vision for the future. Uh, so, you know, one of the things that's been really popular in... Uh, motivational uh, books and in uh, videos and uh, in sales in general is having a vision board. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. we really love visual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if your goal is I'm getting into sales because I want to buy that dream house, then put that, that put that in front of you. Right. If you're working at a, a business, a dealership, uh, if you're you know on the road, have it there. If you're in a car all the time going from meeting to meeting, put a picture of it on the dashboard or something, right? Have it there so you see it all the time. Put it on the outside of your, your notebook. Whatever it looks like, do that so that you have that long-term vision in front of you. Uh, but that long-term vision is what drives you through the short-term goals, mm. right? So, so it's all together that you have to have that. You have to know where you're going, you got to know why you're going there, yeah. what the motivation is to get you there, what your Hershey Park is, yeah. right? And then you've got to have those good, smart goals, right? They've got to be attainable stretch goals uh, to get you there. Because if, if you set a goal too light and you hit it too easy, it doesn't stretch you. It doesn't grow you at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that's just really important to... Really, I mean, you, you can't even just say sales, right? That's just life coaching stuff, right? right? Anything right. in life you want to achieve, you've got to have goals set to stretch you to get you to that point. I love that. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the investment of the client? Yeah. M money aside, what, what should they bring to the table, right? Because I, I, this happens, every, we always, we've had plenty of coaches on the podcast, yeah. and they talk about, actually, one specifically was a, a uh, a gentleman who coached private lessons to kids wanting to improve their basketball game, like they're dribbling and yeah. all this other stuff, shooting. And I asked this question. I feel like he loved this. Mm -hmm. He loved this response because he was saying it was very interesting because for his and his business, the parents were paying for this right. service, right? And so it wasn't necessarily that the kids wanted it 100%. Right, right. Sometimes the parents wanted it more, more than, the, than kid the kid did. Yeah, yeah. In, in your case, it's a little bit different because obviously, you know, the adult is going to want, you know, right. to change, wants a right, fresh start, right. right? So in saying that, Again, money aside, what, what should they be bringing to, what are you looking for in a client that you know this is going to be the ultimate success? Because there's a two, there's a two way street. This Absolutely. is a double, you're investing in Absolutely. them and they're investing in Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, the, the money piece is probably the easiest piece. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to use a word that probably seems really redundant since you asked me a coaching question. Um, but coachability is probably the number one thing. Absolutely. And, and what does that mean? Well, that means that when you're told, here's what you're doing right now, and this is the result, here's what you should be doing, and this is what the result will be, you gotta be able to humble yourself enough mm. to take that. And this is where the edge in this type of an environment goes to the new salesperson. Yeah. Because the new salesperson doesn't have a chip on their shoulder. Right. They don't have an ego. That's right. Right. So, so they don't know what they don't know yet. That's right. And so that's an easier uh, a coaching yeah. than, than somebody who's been in the business forever. So if you come into me and you've been around a while, yeah. 
that's fine. Yeah. But you better humble yourself. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, one of the benefits I have in my favor here is I'm an Army vet, so I can bring it. Yeah. And I coached college basketball, yeah. so I can bring it. Yeah. And I was a strength and conditioning coach for a basketball team and a baseball team. Love so it. I can bring it when it comes to the coaching. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be different. I'm yeah. not going to make you run suicides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> but I'm going to push you with that kind of intensity. Absolutely. Because if you're coming to me saying, you know, I, I want to do this, we're not going to be, this isn't a marriage, right? We're yeah. not going to be together for 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a small window to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. And so we're going to be intense. We're going to yeah. really dive into where you're at. Where is your mentality? Um, where is it that you're seeing successes and where are you seeing the failures? And we're going to find a roadmap to get you out of that and back to where you're going. But yeah. it takes work. So, yeah. it, you know, I'm looking for people who are coachable, who are willing to humble themselves and who are willing to work hard. I mean, really, that's it. If you're willing to do those three things, the sky's the limit. What do you think, and I know the answers could be different depending yeah. on the client, but what do you think the time investment is, is expected? Does it doesn't matter on what their goals are and right, what types right. of sales they're in. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's exactly right. You know, there is no one size fits all. Right. Um, and it depends on what the goal is. Is the goal for a new salesperson to kind of learn the basics of sales, learn a road to the sale? Well, you know, that we can probably teach in a few lessons. Right. You know, especially if you're investing in an hour long lesson, we probably can do that an hour a week for three or four weeks and you're golden. Yeah. Uh, but if you're a, a stagnated veteran salesperson, yeah. there's a lot more to unpack there. Right. So, you know, I, I kind of equate it in this way to go into a psychiatrist if you're dealing with some things mentally. Sure. Right. There, there's a lot of unpacking that happens in that chair before you even get to the work of how to get back. Right. right? So you've got to. It's like an onion, right? You got to peel every layer back till you get to the center, yeah. and then you find out where the root problems are, and then you build it back. Yeah. And and that's you know anything in life where you're trying to rejuvenate something, that's what you have to do. Uh, and sales is no different. You know that's there are plenty of mental blocks that exist in sales and and cause motivational blocks and cause stagnation, and they're never a simple find, right? You got to dig to find that root. Yeah. And when you find it and you expose it, it's pretty easy. It's like, you know, when you, you struggle with something in your life and then you call it out, yeah. well, it's lost its power then, right? Yeah. So if you un unveil that final layer and you call it out, you've, it's lost its power on you. And, and then you get to build back fresh again. So, so the answer there is it depends on what you're looking for. And, yeah. it, and it depends on, you know, what you're willing to, to put in. You know, I, I will meet with people as long as they want to meet with me, as long as they're still growing. Yeah. Um, I would never continue working with somebody that they, they've learned all they can from me. You know, that's to me that that's highway robbery. I'm yeah. not going to do that. I'm just going to say, hey, I think you've gotten to the point that you can get with me. You know, let's let's move on. You're, you're good. Yeah. You can you can move on. You, you find another problem. Come see me. But yeah. we're, we're done here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that the journey is going to look different for anybody, for everybody, and depending on, on what industry you're in, could be a lot more to unpack, a lot more to figure out. Uh, but you know, the, the basic tenets of sales are the same regardless of what it is that you're selling. Right. You know, taking care of clients is the same. Uh, I do a, a lot of uh, dive into empathy and understanding a client's experience. Mm. And when you've gotten to that point where you understand what a client is experiencing and hearing and feeling by the words that you're using, then you've really mastered sales at that point. But everybody gets to that point in their, their own time. I love it. So talk a little bit about, uh, gen let's just put it this way, general versus custom. Mm -hmm. And because a lot of people, you know, some people are like, well, I can go get a book on this. Right. Um, and it reminds me of a very funny time in our lives when we started in sales and we had to look the part, right? And so I remember just like looking at these guys, you know, speaking on stage and they just look so polished. Like everything yeah. was so well put together, blah, blah, blah. And I remember going, I'm like, man, I'm going to buy, I, you know what, my, one of my first investments, I'm going to buy a very nice suit, right? I want to look the part, whatever. So what do I do? I have no, no guidance at all. So right. I go to Macy's and buy a suit. 
So I put the suit on, and I'm like, I mean, it, it somewhat fits. Like the little sleeves are a little bit longer. The pants felt like they were a little baggy. I'm like, oh man, it just. And I we paid good money for it, mm. and it was a name brand, and it was like. I just didn't look as sharp as yeah. these guys on stage. And then I realized they got it tailored. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no wonder. I mean, this is the level, this is where I was. Yeah. Um, 20, 20 years old, 19, yeah. 20 years old. Um, and I was just like, oh, they got a custom suit that's literally built to their body. It's built for them. And we're yeah. all, we, we come in all shapes and sizes. And so once I got a custom suit, it was like game over. Right. Like, oh, yeah, no. No wonder, yeah, you're gonna, yeah, exactly. it's, you're gonna, it's probably gonna cost you a little bit more upfront. Absolutely. However, the the dividends that's going to pay in the future is totally different. Yep. So that's where I go from. Yeah. To for you to speak on custom yep. versus general, so right. you can go get a general book on yep. sales 101. Absolutely. Versus get a custom tailor yep. program to yep. you and your weaknesses, and you guys can dive deep together. Absolutely, absolutely, and that, and I think. One of the benefits of custom is who's customizing it, yeah. right? And so, and that's why I love the idea of sales coaching as a discipleship model. Mm. Because in discipleship, you pick who it is you want to follow, yes. right? I can pick up a book. So you've got a book here by uh, Billy uh, Allsbrooks, right? Yep. So I can say I want to follow Billy Allsbrooks, so I'm going to buy his book and I'm going to read it. Yeah. But am I really being discipled by him? Or am I just reading what everybody else that read his book yeah. is reading, mm. right? Yeah. But if I really want to be discipled by him, I'm going to get in his inner circle. Yes. And I'm going to get in his ear and I'm going to hear directly from him and he's going to speak to me in my situation. Yes. Now, most of us don't have access to Billy Allsbrooks like that, right? Right, 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 right. And so it's an opportunity to have somebody who has the skills that is willing to customize the approach to you. So I'm not going to be selling you a book here and saying this is going to fix your problems. Right. Could I write a book that would do what Billy Allsbrooks does or what any of these other writers do? Absolutely, I sure. could. And I probably could make a ton of money doing that. Yeah. But that's not what drives me. That's not my why. Right. My why is I want to affect a generation of salespeople. I want everybody that comes to me looking for help to go out and be successful and then pay that forward to other people in their lives as well. Mm. And so, you know, that's why I use the, the term ripple effect or the butterfly effect yeah. earlier. I want everybody that I touch to in turn touch people. And that's where discipleship comes into play, right? Because that's the idea of disciple making yeah. is somebody follows you and they learn from you and then they go teach somebody else. And so, you know, maybe me personally, I can touch 20 or 30 people a year. But if those 20 or 30 people also in turn touch someone and teach some of the stuff to them, then in a year I'm really touching 40 to 60 people, right? Yeah. And then that multiplies year in and year out. And that's, that's the goal is to impact a generation of salespeople. And the other side to uh, a custom approach is the person that's doing the teaching has their own bent, right? Their own mindset in, on how sales works. Yeah. And mine is very customer centric. Yeah. Whereas a lot of what you read is actually skill centric. Mm. And my approach is what is your client hearing and feeling and understanding in the way you're doing this process? And how can we change that to make your client feel and hear something different to make them want to work with you? So, um, and I'll, I'll drop a little, little nugget here for everybody, but I believe that everything boils down to the sales quadrant okay. when it comes to this. And that quadrant is like, listen, believe, buy, right? So someone, if you're going to do business with them, they've got to like you before they're willing to hear what you have to say, mm -hmm. right? If they like you, they'll listen to you. And when you've got their ear and they are listening to you, you have to give them something to want more, right? And you have to listen to them as well. And you know the number one way to get people to like you is to listen to them, get them talking about themselves, right. talking about their situation. The more you listen, the more they're going to believe what it is you have to say. So if you listen more than you talk and you choose your words wisely, they're going to believe you more. 
And a client who likes you and believes you is going to buy from you. And so that quadrant is kind of the, the boil down of everything that I teach. Now, there are layers and layers and layers that you can build on each one of those. And it looks different depending on the industry you're in. But that quadrant is the crux of sales in my mind. Yeah. And that's the root of everything that I teach right there. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about your vision for your online platform. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about what folks can expect, the blogging, um, them actually having, uh, is, is it going to be like tips and valuable information on there as well? Uh, just talk a little bit about the online platform. Yeah, sure. So, so there's a couple of different layers here to the, the online platform. There's going to be a weekly blog. In fact, uh, blog one dropped this week. Nice. Um, and so that weekly blog is going to be the, um, the subject for the podcast of the week. So a blog will drop midweek, podcast will drop at the end of the week, and the podcast is going to be a discussion of the content that was in the blog. Got it. Now we're talking about sales, right? So there's going to be uh, a lot of good material that's written about in these blogs that's discussed in uh, the podcast. But how much are you really going to get out of a you know 30 to 45 minute podcast versus what you can get? from a more customized approach on the consultation side. So the, the podcast is really designed for you to hear my voice, hear my passion, hear my philosophy of sales, and decide if what I teach is what you want to be a disciple of. And if that's the case, then the consultation side comes in. So on the website, there's a breakdown there on the consultation. Uh, the first taste is a free 15-minute consultation. Everybody can qualify for that. Yeah. The idea there is you get to hear from me, you get to decide, does this sound like somebody I want to follow? Uh, and then you can either pay by the session or you can pay for a membership where you get access to me two hours a week and you get VIP access to a Q&A panel after the podcast every week. And, uh, and so that's, that's kind of the, the platform as it exists. Now, I said before I could write a book and I will be writing books. In fact, the, the first book I'm writing is being worked on now, and it's my story, okay. how I got to this point. Uh, and then we will be doing some, some books uh, on some specifics in the sales world. Uh, but there will be books to follow. And that's kind of, it's uh, almost a supplement to the rest of the platform. Because really, what you hear, and what you read, and then what you discuss with me is the the basis of this platform and and the you know the books that come later is just kind of the cherry on top and a lot of the material we talk about is going to be discussed in those books because it's going to be about my philosophy on different topics in the sales world i love it i love it all right so uh talk a little bit about small business and the importance of conducting um i guess a, a successful small business uh basically by yourself. And what I mean is a lot of people see small businesses and, you know, they, they think, you know, oh, they, they think they have like almost like the franchise thing going right. where it's like they, they're, it's a step-by-step -step process that I'm following. And if I do this, I'm going to be successful when in reality, it's not, it's not always that, right? And so yeah. small business, you're figuring out a lot of stuff on your own. Right. Uh, sometimes learning the hard way. Um, so speak, can you just talk a little bit about, you know, yeah. small business? And Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, it's funny. I, I have, I guess I've been a serial entrepreneur now for the better part of a decade and a half. Yeah. Uh, and it's been in different areas. So um, I had the experience of starting a nonprofit and, and founding that and then developing a professional board and then stepping away and coming back and doing it all over again. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we talked about that in the last episode. Uh, I launched a, an insurance business and that was really a, that was a true sole proprietorship, right? Yeah. It was just me running my business, but working in tandem with other agents. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that the idea of doing something on your own scares people. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why there's entrepreneurs and there's people who aren't, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And you can speak to that. you you're a fellow entrepreneur, right? Of You've course. been doing that for a while, but of course. there are people in your life that look at what you do and go, 
you're nuts. Why yeah. do you do that? Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people are scared yeah. of what it would look like to do something for yourself. There's no safety net. But, you know, and my, my realtor is a good friend of mine, and he had posted something on social media about a year ago that said that a salary is what companies pay you to forget your dreams. Mm. Hmm. Wow. And I saw that and went, how accurate is that, right? <laughs> because, and, and really the, the driving force for me to start my own thing was that I was a, a finance manager uh, in a, a big auto group and I was hailed for the work that I did. You know, out of a tiny little office, I generated three quarters of a million dollars out of a department that had been failing before I came. Yeah. And the owner loved it, Yeah. right? Yeah. But what did I get for that? I got, you know, 10, 12 percent, something like right. that, right. Right. of what I put in. Yeah. And so, you know, and I looked at that and I said, there's got to be a better way. Why do I get 10 to 12 percent? Well, because I'm not taking any of the risk. Right. So, you know, you, you have to be a little adventurous. You've got to be willing to take on some risk. You've got to be willing to try something and have it fail and then try something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you find something works and then you find something else that you're really intrigued by and you want to do. And, and that works too. And, and so, you know, sometimes you get layers. You know that. You've, yeah. got, you've got layers in, in your portfolio, Absolutely. right? So, so small business is a, I think it's an intimidating thing one if you're not entrepreneurial minded yeah but two it's a scary thing until you get started Mm. and once you get in you realize oh this really isn't a whole lot different than if i work for somebody else i've still got to put the time in right so one of the the things that's a challenge there is being able to or being willing to work as hard as you would for somebody else which blows my mind that we struggle with this <laughs> but like if you have the accountability of going into the office you know i've got to be there at nine and i'm right. going to work till five right. mm-hmm. but when you're on your own and there's nobody there that's got the expectation it's really easy to say well i don't have to go in there yeah, and yeah. i could hang out till 11 and right. then put some work in and i don't have to work all day i could work three or four hours right and so uh, you know, that, that's one of the, the pieces to um, entrepreneurial work and, and small businesses. You've got to have that work ethic still. Uh, and if you do have that and you have that adventurous spirit, that entrepreneurial spirit, you're good. Yeah. But if you don't have that, don't do it. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't jump in. <laughs> if you don't have that spirit yeah. and you don't have that kind of motivation to, to push yourself, don't try because yeah. this is not for you. Yeah. You you punch the time clock. Because the problem is if if you can't push yourself in that way, you just fail, right? Yeah. And you don't fail forward. You fail flat, right? right. Because right. it's it's not who you are. Yeah. So this isn't for everybody, but for the people that this is for, it's it's amazing. Yeah. What's what's one um one thing you want people to know about salesmen? in sales in general? Because there's a lot of, um, uh, I guess, just misconcepts yeah, of yeah. What, what that is. And, oh, oh my gosh, this guy's going to try to sell something to me, right? <laughs> right. And I, I think, I feel like I do sort of know, you know, where that came from. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, like, home-based businesses right. that th- these people literally came, you know, door-to-door knocking, yep. like, myself, selling my little candy, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it was just like, what's in it for me type thing, you know, yeah. the, what, what's, you know, what, you know, are you really, yeah, you're really trying to help me. Um, so so what, what's maybe something that you would like to share in your experience yeah. that's maybe not true or not as bad as people think it is? Yeah, so... I think when we when we think of stereotypes in sales, I think one of the things that jumps out to most people is car salesmen, yeah. particularly mm-hmm. used car salesmen, right? Because right. they've got a really bum rap. And there was a generation of salesperson that earned that, right? That yeah. that sleazy salesperson in the not tailored <laughs> suit yeah. from the eighties, <laughs> right? Yeah, that. You know, their whole goal was to make as much money as they could. Right. And they make movies about people like that. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's, it's the reality. And I think, you know, the, the stock market's 
got a lot of those sleazeball types yes. in it as well, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the Wolf of Wall Street right, types, right, right, right? But the average salesperson out there does what they do because they love people yeah. and they want to help. Yeah. That's the, the two big drives, yeah. right? They, they love people. They love meeting new people. They love meeting people from different backgrounds. And they really love to help. So there's a, they sell something that fills a need. And they like to help people find the right fit for them. Um, I'll go back to that used car person for a minute. Yeah. Because I started out in sales as a used car salesman. And, uh, and I bought into the fact that everybody believed that. And I actually used to do this funny thing. I, I sold cars at a Pontiac Buick GMC dealer down in Florida. And when I introduced myself to customers on the lot, I would say, hi, my name's James. I'm a professional liar. Yeah. Just to cut the <laughs> ice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I would get the laugh every now and then. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, well, most of the time I'd get the laugh. Every yeah. now and then somebody would be offended by yeah. that because they believe that, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're a sleazeball, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, and I definitely, for all of you out there in the car business, don't introduce yourself as a professional liar, okay? <laughs> it doesn't work for everybody. It didn't always work for me. But my point there is that I, I bought into this idea that everybody's just going to think this. Yeah. And the reality is, if you really listen to the salespeople that you do business with, you know who's good and who's not, right? Mm -hmm. and, and dealerships in general, car dealerships, but businesses in general as well, right? If you go into an appliance store or an electronics store, you know if the salesperson that you meet there is a good salesperson or not in the first couple of minutes. Yeah. And, you know, are they meeting you and bringing you directly to product or are they asking you questions? And so, you know, there are great salespeople out there and you're going to know right away that that's who you're dealing with because the first thing they do is ask you questions and get you talking. Mm. And if you are dealing with a salesperson who immediately goes into sell mode and wants to show you something to buy, run because that is a bad salesperson and you're not going to have a good experience. <laughs> so if you're a bad salesperson out there, I apologize that I'm telling people to run away from you. Come see me. We'll fix that. But... <laughs> Um, salespeople are helpers, yeah. you know, that that's who they are. They, they want to help you figure out what the best fit for you is, whether that's selling insurance or it's solar, right? There's a lot of people selling solar today that yeah. want to help you save money on something that everybody has to spend money on. Yeah. And you know, some of them are really good and some of them are not. Yeah. I would say the majority of salespeople today are professionals, yeah. that they're really good. And it's easy to weed out the ones that are not. Yeah. I have a buddy who's, uh, who has a business in, um, in roofing, mm -hmm. and uh, he has a sales force. Mm -hmm. And his biggest pet peeve of that he, he, come, you know, he came across was he didn't realize this, but some of his members were over-promising and mm -hmm. under-delivering. And which we always want to do the opposite, right? right. We want to under-promise and over-deliver. Over -deliver. Yep. Um, and so that that also now, and, and to his point, is like now they're now associating that salesperson right. that this is my business. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this roofing company, are they're over-promising things and they can't even deliver on half of the yeah. items that they're yeah. saying. That's who they are. Right. You know what I mean? He's like, no, that's not who we are. And so a reputation of that is not a good way to start, especially right. if you right. start. So with that being said, what is one tip uh, you would give to someone who's just getting started? Talking about coaching Genesis, what is a, what, yeah. what is a very intelligent thing uh, the beginner should do? So, you know, I, I just mentioned how to tell a professional salesperson from a sleazy salesperson, yeah. right? So for all of you out there listening who are brand new to sales or thinking about getting into sales, you should listen twice as much as you talk. Got it. So the person who asks the most questions wins. And, and when I say that, be very careful not to just ask questions to ask questions. Right. You're, you're asking questions to pull the needs of that person out in whatever it is that you're selling. Uh, and the more need that you pull out, the more that person talks to you about their personal situation, 
the more professional you come across. So even if you're brand new and you know nothing about the product you're selling, yeah. if you ask and listen, you'll come across as a professional. Yeah, I love it. All right, James, so how can people get in contact with you? What's the best way they can connect? With Absolutely. You? So uh, the website, very, very simple. Website is thecoachinggenesis.com. Uh, how did you get that? That's awesome. It, it was available. Awesome. Is that not <laughs> yeah, amazing? It's perfect. It's like Providence, right? It was perfect. meant to be. That's how the, I got blessed.com. It was like, how the heck did I get that? Yeah, how is that yeah, there, that's right? Awesome. So thecoachinggenesis.com. Uh, you can reach out to me uh, by email, uh, coachjames at thecoachinggenesis.com. Uh, you can also find the blog. This is going to be pretty easy. The blog is thecoachinggenesis.com forward slash thecoachinggenesis. Okay. Doesn't get any more easy than yeah. that, right? So it's all there. Uh, if you go on the website, there is a contact form there. Uh, there's also uh, some information on how to get in touch with me, what the menu looks like for, for coaching. Um, one other thing that I'll say on that is that, you know, we talked a lot about coaching individual salespeople. Yeah. You mentioned your buddy's roofing business, right? right? So when we talk sales coaching, we're not just talking to individual salespeople either. We're talking to businesses as well. So if you own a business out there and you have a sales force, and you have salespeople that maybe aren't fulfilling the job the way you want them to, you're a candidate as well. Uh, and you know, I can do some stuff in businesses. So you know, if you wanna have a, a weekend sales meeting and you wanna bring me in to consult and teach your sales force some of the basics here, we can do that as well. Okay. And, and we can set that up as something custom. So I don't want any business owners out there thinking I could use this for my business uh, to think that this is only for individuals. We'll, we'll set up group stuff as well as a, a custom um, training piece. I love that. I love it. All right, so there you have it. James Richardson. We like to wrap things up with quotes, and the first one is by Ben Sweetland. Success is a journey, not a destination. And the second one by the infamous Zig Ziglar. What you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. Coaching Genesis. In this episode, we have special guest James Richardson. We cover topics that range from running an online platform, small business, blogging, sales, coaching, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Ben Sweetland and Zig Ziglar. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>